This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. Sticking it to the man. Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my motivational clothing brand, Chin Up Chest Out Apparel. Head on over to chinupchestout.com. Check out uh, all the new merch we have for this season. At the time of this recording, it is the first day or second day of spring. I've lost track. Uh, It's late March, which in Maine means there's still plenty of snow on the ground and you're still wearing a winter coat. Uh, That's a public service announcement not to move here. But um, today we are talking about sticking it to the man. Let me explain. And I mean this in the best way possible. Uh, This is sort of or it could be a sequel to uh, my last episode, Straight Talk, uh, which is about authenticity, being fearlessly and unapologetically yourself, and that is part of your legacy. If you want, you can go back and listen to that. You don't need to listen to these sequentially for it to make sense. Uh, this is not a continuation of that one. It's simply uh, expanding on the concept of authenticity and why it's so important for you your business, and all your relationships. Because, well, that's what we do around here. So in 1994, Alan Jackson, country music star, Alan Jackson, was invited to play the ACM Awards. And that's quite an honor to be invited to the ACMs, be nominated for an ACM, much less be performing at the ACMs in front of all your peers and the industry Uh, executives. Never mind the fact that it is on national television. So uh, as it was explained to Alan about his performance on the ACM stage, they said, listen, uh, you you can have your band up there, but they're not going to be actually playing. Uh, They do this thing sometimes on award shows more often than they probably like to admit. It's called backtracking where they play you know, all the instrumentation in a recording and the artist sings in the microphone. Or in some cases, you know, sings into a microphone that's not plugged in and they also backtrack the vocals. Um, well, that didn't sit well with Alan Jackson. And he fought it and they said, listen, this, this or nothing. Um, so you need to make a decision here. He's like, oh, if that's how you want to play ball, okay. So what he did was he said, okay, we'll agree to play with backtracking. And then he told his drummer on the night of the event, here's what I want you to do. I want you to perform as if you were really playing, but don't use your drumsticks. Just use your hands. (laughs) As if you were holding drumsticks. That, my friends, is sticking it to the man. Pun intended. And if you watch the video, it's on YouTube. You can you know, search Alan Jackson 1994 ACM performance or Alan Jackson drummer no drumsticks. It'll come up. Um, you also get to see his uh, pedal steel player really do just the most hilarious kind of half-assed go-through-the-motions not even trying to play while playing um, the pedal steel. Anyway, it 
I just think that, yeah, while they're being snarky, maybe, and quote, sticking it to the man, what they're really doing is they're making a very intentional statement about authenticity, why it matters, and what they know, what they know their fans want. Even back in 1994, you know, artists who are the ultimate entrepreneurs, entertainers, the ultimate entrepreneurs because they bet on themselves. They get audience feedback every single night of the year. It's kind of like you, if you're on the front lines in your business, getting customer feedback all day, every single day. It just doesn't happen for most of us. It happens for them as a daily occurrence in real time, nonstop when they're performing their jobs. So if anyone knows the power and the importance of authenticity and connecting with their customers, connecting with their fans, it would be a musician. So, I mean, that is 30 years ago almost, 29 years ago to be precise, and they knew the power and the importance of authenticity. And I would argue it's only become more important and more powerful today Because so much less is truly authentic. Photoshop, Instagram filters, video editing, auto-tune, backtracking, lip-syncing. There's so much that isn't real that we crave more than ever that which is real. And that authenticity stands out as remarkable because... Quite sadly, quite frankly, it's unique today. Um, And that brings me to a conversation I had last week uh, when my book tour in South Texas kicked off. Um, When I landed down there and I checked into the beach house I was staying in, um, I was met with cases upon cases of books. 2,000 to be precise. Roughly 2,000 books. And it was my job to sign them that weekend before the tour kicked off on Monday. And in many cases, depending on the uh, organization I was going to, not just sign my name, but personalize them for each reader, for each customer. Like, Dear Bob. And then my signature. Best wishes. Joe, and then my signature, whatever the case may be, uh, personalizing a couple thousand books. Um, don't you don't even want to know how many sharpies I went through? And I'm not telling you a tale of woe. I'm not complaining. My point is this: my hand literally got tired. I, I probably gave myself carpal tunnel. My fingers started to go numb at one point, and um, somebody said to me, "They're like." Why don't you just get a signature stamp? You can you can have anybody put that on the inside of the front cover. I said there's a very simple reason. Because that wouldn't be authentic. Because that's not me. You know? Um, like, well, it would save you time. No one would know the difference. You could have Dear Joe or, you know, whatever. You can have anyone personalize that. And another idea was thrown out. You could add a page and you could just put your signature on that page and then have the, 
publisher print your signature on the first page of the book. I'm like, yeah, I could, but that wouldn't be authentic. And I think it's especially important, you know, when, and, and I know some of the communities I've gone into and, um, a rural community where there are people who don't have a ton of financial means $15 for a book is a lot of money to them it's it's a considerable expense uh, and I don't take that responsibility lightly that you know I'm going to sign it and I'm going to personalize it I'm going to you know shake the person's hand thank them every single time you know I don't care if it's one book or a thousand or two thousand books ten thousand books I appreciate that, that customer, that reader. You know, hopefully uh, they want to write their own book someday or illustrate a book. You know, I, appreciate, I appreciate making that connection one person at a time. And I just remember uh, how it made me feel when I received something that has signature stamp on it and just how turned off I was. I was in uh, 11th grade. I was being recruited to play college lacrosse. And you get, like, mail. You get college coaches sending you letters and brochures and things in the process. And uh, I had one coach at one institution who will remain nameless just simply because I have no need to specify who it was or make a disparaging comment about that person. I really don't. Um... And, you know, they probably did this with the best of intentions to save themselves time, but they sent a recruiting letter and the whole letter was like personalized. Clearly a secretary typed it, but then at the end they used a signature stamp with blue ink, not black ink, blue ink. And you could see the rectangular outline of the edge of the stamp going around their name. And it was just such a turnoff to me. Like, let me get this right. You want me to come to your school. You're recruiting me. And uh, you personalize the whole letter. Right up until the end. And you can't take five seconds to just sign your first name. You know, Mike or whatever whatever your name is. Really? Really? You can personalize it right up to the bitter end, but you don't have time to just sign your first name. And yeah, I get You know, a variation of that letter probably went out to a thousand kids. I get that. But I couldn't be alone in the fact that I was turned off by it. I'm sure there are plenty of other people that had that same response if they were paying attention. Yeah, it might seem like a little thing, but little things win big games. Little things land big sales. Little things make a big difference and that's authenticity for you taking the time I always did that when I became a coach didn't matter how many thousands of letters we sent out I signed every single one by hand just put John or coach and put my full name to save time but I absolutely signed every single letter by hand for that reason you know, I'm also someone, though, who takes the time to send handwritten notes. Again, 
because it's authentic, it's real, it stands out in a world of, uh, you know, copy, cut, and paste postcards and direct mail and stuff like that. Uh, but I do think that it says a lot, those little things. You know, going back to the example, Alan Jackson. Success leaves clues, folks. There is a reason why, you know, he is uh, a member of the Grand Old Opry, a uh, platinum-selling artist, uh, multiple award-winning musician, and a reason why he uh, won an ACM. Because he is able to connect with his audience in a very real, authentic way, not not something fabricated or, quote, made for TV. And I applaud his efforts to expose the uh, inauthenticity of that backtracking stunt. Really, you know, backtracking best practice that they utilize. Um, And I hesitate to call it a best practice. I would call it a common practice. But I do think it's important for you to take these lessons and apply them to your business, apply them to your relationships, apply them to your customer's experience. How are your customers experiencing you? Are they experiencing you in a real and authentic way? Or are they getting some copy, cut, and paste version of you? How does that reflect on you and your brand, your business? Or simply maybe it's, you know, your personal relationships with people. If you're being impersonal in a personal relationship, it's a bad look. That uh, does not engender trust. That does not build rapport. These are things to be mindful of. And, And sadly, most of the people listening to this probably ignore this advice why because it takes a little more time and people have just become too busy to apply any sort of personal touch to their customer touch points to their interactions personal or professional correspondence you know we're living in a world of chat bots and auto responders and frankly, that is one of the biggest turnoffs. You know, I had uh, posted an episode of the podcast talking about chatbots not too long ago. If you want to go back and listen on my take on that, but uh, it is immediate immediate turnoff, and I will not do business with you if I cannot make an actual connection with a real human being. Nine times out of ten, you know, whether it's a phone call. Um, an instant message, email, whatever it might be. But you need to be mindful of that because it might be unknowingly costing you customers, costing you business. Um, Might be uh, devaluing your brand equity, so to speak, in the marketplace, your reputation. And as a general rule, you know, I, I think you're probably, many of you are probably thinking, yeah, but everybody does that. Everybody's got an autoresponder. Everybody has a, like a chat bot or AI that, you know, people can instant message on their website. 
you know, signature stamps aren't a big deal. You can rationalize your way through all of this to avoid making that extra little personal investment, personal touch. You can rationalize your way through it and say, everybody's doing it. Here's the thing. The brand that isn't doing that crap is the brand that's getting ahead. And they might not be a front runner today. You might have more market share than them currently. But those results might change faster than you'd like. I think it is a uh, very good practice. I call it the George Costanza effect. I think it's a very good practice to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Uh, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but if you remember, George Costanza uh, was just unhappy with his life. And it seemed like every decision he made was a bad one. So he swore to himself he would start doing the exact opposite of whatever he thought was a good idea. And that was the episode of the show where George got a job with the New York Yankees, landed the girl of his dreams, had a bunch of other wonderful opportunities come his way because he did the exact opposite of what he thought he should do. And it gets a great metaphor or analogy. I'm not sure which that is. I always get those two confused. Uh, But I think it's a great metaphor for your industry. If you take a look at what everyone else is doing in your industry and you do the exact opposite, the odds are really good that you are going to get a better result. Because everything has become such a uh, such a copycat market. Such a copycat industry and marketplace. It's crazy. And you know what that does is you just get lumped in with the herd and uh, you end up in the middle of that bell-shaped curve, so to speak. You know, when everyone's doing something, um, everyone ends up getting average results. And if you want standout results, you need to find a way to stand out. Let me say it again. If you want outstanding results, you need to find a way to stand out. I had that uh, backwards. So anyway, that's your food for thought today. Uh, how can you, quote, stick it to the man like Alan Jackson and his drummer, his band did, and just be more authentic, not give in to the whims of the industry or the market or you know the executives who think they know better when in reality... They think we all know. They usually don't. It's been the Coach Brew Podcast. Uh, If you would like to share this, rate, review. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do so. Um, The podcast is free. And all I ask is that maybe you just pay it forward and share it with someone you think could benefit from it. Much appreciated. And again... This episode is brought to you by my clothing brand, Chin Up Chest Out Apparel. You can check that all out at chinupchestout.com. See you in the next episode of the Coach Brew Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.